Hi, Simon Mosca here, and welcome to The Box. Tonight, we have a very special episode. I am doing a review of the brand new Pearl Jam record, Gigaton. We're going to go through each song one by one, tell you what I think of it. We're going to talk about uh, the album title, the cover art. What's that all about? We're going to cover it, folks. We're going to cover all that and more tonight on The Box. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for The Box Podcast. And now, here's your host, Simon Mosca. Hello, everybody. What an exciting time we live in. Well, not really. There's a global pandemic and life is hell. But apart from that, we have uh, brand new Pearl Jam music. We got to find a silver lining somewhere, right? So, yeah, life is a little bit strange right now. We are in strange times. But new Pearl Jam music. Pearl Jam fans such as myself have been waiting seven excruciatingly long years for this moment to finally come. We have new Pearl Jam music. What a time to celebrate. Well, we can't go to the bar and have a beer, but uh, that's okay. We'll drink at home <laughs> like the drunkards we are. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get to it. Let's do a critique of this new album. By the way, before we start, I just want to let you guys know this is not one of those videos, uh, first time reaction and all that stuff. This is not a first time reaction. You cannot do a proper review of an album by just listening to it one time. It's impossible. Some of my favorite albums, I didn't like that much the first time I listened to it. Some albums, they take a couple of listens. So in order to make a proper review of this new album, I listened to it in order, top to bottom, uh, several times. The first time I listened to it, there was uh, a couple of songs that really stuck out and I really enjoyed those songs. And then the other songs were kind of a mesh. And I couldn't remember uh, which song is, is that song and so on and so forth. But the more I listened to this album, the more I started to appreciate those songs that I used to be, that I used to not really be crazy about. But then I listened to it again and I discover something new. And suddenly... Each song has a life of its own, and it's no longer four really good songs, and the rest are mediocre mush. It's not like that anymore. All the songs are great, and I love all of them. So let's get to it. First of all, this album uh, is, is produced by Seattle's own Josh Evans. This is the first Pearl Jam record that Josh, Evan, uh, Josh Evans produced. This is a guy that produced um, Soundgarden's album, King Animal, which is uh, an incredible album, one of my favorites. I love that album. Also, a little bit of uh, trivia, okay? Josh Evans was Chris Cornell's monitor engineer for the 2016 Temple of the Dog 
tour. So this guy has a pedigree. And when I say pedigree, I'm not talking about Triple H's uh, wrestling move, okay? I'm saying this guy knows his Seattle sound. This guy is grunge, okay? So he is... Uh, his his resume uh, w- warrants him producing this album. Uh, this album is called Gigaton. Uh, what's a gigaton? Is that like a marathon of gig, Simon? No. A gigaton is one billion metric tons, which is uh, what I weigh right now. Ha <laughs> ha, kajing. No, but yeah, a gigaton equates to one billion metric tons and is also the measurement used to determine the continuous melting of polar ice caps across the world. So climate change is uh, one of the themes of Gigaton. Climate change, uh, uh, political unrest, the deterioration of the planet. It's a very dark album with very dark themes, but there's a lot of fun on it too. So it's not all doom and gloom, folks. So anyways, let's start off with the first track on the album. Uh, It's called Whoever Said. Uh, This is a perfect song to kick off the album with. It sounds like, I mean, if you're going to make a playlist of road trip songs, you got to put this song on it. And this song has got to be the first song on your road trip playlist. Musically, it sounds like a road trip. It starts off kind of slow, like... Kind of like your king and ignition, an ignition, all right? It starts off a little bit eerily. Uh, there's eerie sounds. Then the guitar kicks in. And, I mean, this song is really built like a car ride, okay? It starts off, uh, we got some. We got a trail of guitar delay by guitarist Mike McCready, who, who's always amazing on, on each Pearl Jam album he's involved in. This guy rocks, okay? So it starts off... Uh, and it slowly builds. It slowly builds. The car is, you know, going down the road, and uh, and then it slows down in the middle. We got the bridge, uh, not the bridge. Okay, enough with the road uh, metaphors. I'm confusing myself because there's a bridge. There's a. Uh, I'm saying the, the 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 song slows down at the bridge, not the bridge like that you drive over. The musical bridge. Okay, I'm confusing everybody. But anyways. Also, the lyrics are great on this song. Living forwards in a backwards town. I feed him drinks just to watch them drown. Swallow my pencil and bleed out my pen. Surrender the wish. We'll be together again. And I won't give up on satisfaction. And that's a really great song. And it's a perfect song to kick off the album. And then we go from that song to Super Blood Wolf Moon which is the second single off this record. I love this song. It's a simple, radio-friendly, high-energy song. It's nothing life-changing or anything like that. It's just a simple rock song, but I love it. It's very catchy. It's got elements of punk. It's kind of um, Ramones-esque, and I feel hints of The Who in there. There's a call and response. Uh, Like I said, it's a radio-friendly catchy song and then we get to dance of the clairvoyance which is the lead single of this album this song is incredible one of the best pearl jam songs of all time my personal favorite song 
off this record. I can't get enough of the song. I listen to it over and over again. It's perfectly structured. The lyrics are incredible. Uh, some of the best lyrics ever penned by Mr. Eddie Vedder. Just an incredible song. When it came out, a lot of people that have closed minds or like, got, got scared. Like, oh my God, this doesn't sound like Pearl Jam. This is electronic music. This is dance music. It's not electronic music, guys. It's not dance music, okay? There's not a drum machine. It sounds like it, but it's not a drum machine. It's the expert uh, drum skills of Mr. Matt Cameron. And this song is very, very catchy. Uh, actually, it's um, musically the opposite of Super Blood Wolf Moon. So it's fantastic. It's an excellent pairing uh, to have this song directly after Super Blood Wolf Moon. It's a one-two punch. You have that trademark Vedder growl right at the beginning of the song. Uh, by the way, fun fact, you have Stone Gossard on bass on this song. So it's kind of a, a, of a role reversal. You have Stone Gossard playing the bass. You have Jeff Ament playing the guitar. I loved how the song ends. It's got like a chant in it. It's just fantastic. I can't get enough of the song. It's really, really great. And then uh, we get Quick Escape, which is the third single of this album. Another fantastic song. It starts off with... Um, distorted guitars it has a, a very it has a grunge vibe to it but there's also a layer of very polished guitars so it's like it's a combination you have the fuzzy distorted grunge guitars and then on top of that you have a layer of very polished guitars um, it's got a very very catchy chorus it has backing vocals that are very reminiscent of kiss Believe it or not, you wouldn't think that a Pearl Jam song kind of resembles Kiss, but this song does. Like I said, it has a nice combo of grunge distortion mixed with college, uh, mixed with polished music, and it's got keys. It's got great, great lyrics. Okay, this song mentions classic rock stars, writers, and artists of old. Now, like I said, the first song it sounds like a car ride. Well, this one. Sounds like an airplane or a spaceship taking off. All right, it sounds like a spacecraft crash. Mike McCready is in prime form here. He is amazing as always, and we have J uh, Jeff Ament, fantastic bassline, especially towards the end. The clash of instruments here is awesome, and the 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 last few seconds of the song. What a fantastic way to end the song. Like I said, it sounds like a spacecraft crash. It's fantastic. And the lyrics are great. It mentions these old artists. All right. Some, these are some of the lyrics. Queen cranking on the blaster and Mercury did rise. Cross the border to Morocco. Kashmir to Marrakech. The lengths we had to go then to find a place Trump hadn't fucked up yet. And there we are. The Red Planet craters across the skyline a sleep sack in a bivouac and a Kerouac sense of time god damn I love this song love this song quick escape listen to it all right all right so now that song ends we get the song 
All right. This is another great song. It starts off with uh, a kalimba. Believe it or not, how many rock bands do you know of that include kalimba in their music? Not many, all right? You think uh, Foo Fighters have kalimba in their music? Well, maybe they do. Who knows? But I actually love Foo Fighters. I'm not, I'm not uh, bashing them. One of the best bands ever. But anyways, this song starts off with the kalimba. And then there's an eerie echoing guitar that kicks in. And then, and then, we get Vedder's incredible voice. Uh, this song is written by Jeff Amen, the bassist. It's kind of a slower paced song. Uh, there's piano on it. Like I said, there's kalimba. There's layers of guitar. And every time you listen to this song, you discover something new. Like I said, there's piano, kalimba. There's all kinds of layers of electric guitars. And then, in some ways, hidden beneath all that, there's a thin layer of acoustic guitar. And like I said, the more you listen to it, uh, the more you discover something new, some new type of instrument, some new sound. Uh, this song, at first listen, sounds like a very simple, slower-paced song. But then you listen to it, and you realize it actually isn't that simple. There's a lot of elements that make it a very interesting song. And that's the fifth song on the album. And then we have song number six, Seven O'Clock. Like many songs on this album, it starts off eerily, like a, like a space trip. Okay, now, uh, if you've seen Pearl Jam Live, or if you have watched any of their live uh, DVDs, you know that sometimes they do jams. They, they play a song, uh, for example, Alive or, or Porch, okay? And the actual live performance of the song is very long. It's like sometimes 20, 25 minutes. And there's a long uh, jam and Mike McCready shredding on the guitar. Um, this song has something that reminded me of those Mike McCready jams that that um, warping, I don't know how to describe it, solo. It's just very, very interesting. It's a political song, uh, and it's about despair. But even though it's about this despair, it's actually hopeful at the same time. Uh, I'll give you a, a, some of the lyrics. Summer spoke to winter, relaying all encouraging words. Moved on from my despondency and left it in the bed. Do I leave it there, still sleeping, or maybe kill it, better yet? For this is no time for depression or self-indulgent hesitance. This fucked up situation calls for all hands on deck. I caught a butterfly, broke its wings and put it on display. Stripped of all its beauty, once it could not fly high away. Still alive, like a passerby overdosed on gamma rays. Another God's creation destined to be thrown away. Fantastic. And now we get to the seventh song, Never Destination. This is a high-energy, catchy rock song. Uh, it sounds like it, it could belong under a self-titled album, you know, the Avocado album. It's similar. It has a similar vibe to uh, Big Wave. Marker in the Sand. It has a like a summerish kind of vibe. It has a fun solo. It uh, makes me think of surfing. It's just a fun rock song. 
It's nothing life-changing. It's just a simple rock song. And then we have Take the Long Way. Now, when I first heard this song, it reminded me of the Soundgarden album uh, Down on the Upside. I don't know, something about this song musically, I could picture it being on that album and I could picture it being sung by Chris Cornell. Well, I did a little bit of research and lo and behold, this song is written by Pearl Jam's drummer, Matt Cameron, who was also the drummer of Soundgarden. Uh, so isn't that interesting? It sounds like a Seattle 90s song. It's got fantastic backing vocals by Megan Grandel of the Seattle band Lomolo. Uh, the guitar is unpolished. There's a lot of grunge, fuzz. It's a really fun and funky song. I really like it. And now we have the ninth song on the album, Buckle Up. And this song is written by Mr. Stone Gossard. Uh, this is a very lyrically dark song. And it eerily reminds me of stuff that's going on right now with the virus and all that stuff. Uh, it's about hospitals and there's a murder involved. And it's very, very lyrically dark, but musically calming. It's very catchy. It sounds like, I mean, the best way to describe it for me is it sounds like a fever dream for some reason. It's like, I don't know how to, to, I don't know how to describe why it sounds like a fever dream, but that's the emotion that I got when I listened to this song. Uh, Ed's voice, Eddie Vedder's voice on this, very soothing. And like I said, it's a calming song, but it's, it's very dark. And I thought that there was a horn section in this song, or maybe a fuzzed out saxophone. But I researched it, and there's no horn section, there's no sax on this song. It's just a fuzzed out guitar. But it makes a very, very interesting sound. And yeah, this song is very, very interesting. And I really, I really like it, and it's definitely worth multiple listens to really grasp it. And you ought to listen to the song, and then maybe you'll, you'll uh, understand why I say it has the vibe of a fever dream. You'll understand. The next time you hear this song, you'll say, oh my God, you know, Simon Mosca, that guy's an idiot, but sometimes he makes sense. All right, then we have the 10th song, Comes and Goes. This is a great song. It's just Eddie Vedder and his guitar. It's, it's a very simple song. It sounds like a campfire song. Got very sad lyrics. It's about loss. The sound of this song is fantastic because it's so simple and you 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 can hear uh, Eddie Vedder's fingers hitting the strings you you hear the echo bouncing off the strings and it's great and a lot of songs on this album have layers and textures of interesting uh, instruments layers of distortion and guitars and uh, weird instruments and then you have this song which is the antithesis, 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 look, because I have a very hard time pronouncing that word, antithesis, it's the opposite of the other songs, all right, it's got no layers, it's got no distortion, it's a simple song, it's got Eddie Vedder's uh, trademark vocals and his guitar, and that's that, and, and this song is, is fantastic, now, the 11th song, Retrograde. This song is big. And I don't mean big as in 
it's it's a long song. I mean big as in the sound and the way it's uh, built. It has a similar vibe to Given to Fly. It has a slow build. It starts off very simple and then we get more and more guitar. We get some keyboards thrown in there. We get some Mellotron. We have some powerful deep bass drum. And then we have Eddie Vedder's soaring vocals. I mean, when this guy is singing, it sounds like surfing big waves or skydiving or, or flying. His vocals on this song, they soar high above. Like I said, this is a very big song and it's awesome. And then we have the 12th and final song on the album because all good things must come to an end, unfortunately. And the last song, the closer of the album, is River Cross. And this song starts off with an organ. Uh, not that organ. Get your minds out of the gutter. I mean the musical instrument. Okay? And this organ actually belongs to Eddie Vedder. Now stop thinking about Eddie Vedder's, Eddie Vedder's organ. When I say organ, folks, I mean the instrument. Okay? Eddie Vedder uh, actually owns an old pump organ from the 1850s. And it's actually used on this song. And that's how the song starts off as very unique, very interesting. We have some incredible bass playing by Jeff Ament on this record. Uh, and again, they use the kalimba on this one. This is a, The theme of this album is kalimba. Uh, and the kalimba... By the way, that sounds like a dog. Like something you name your dog. Here, kalimba. Good girl. But anyways, the kalimba is perfectly harmonized with uh, the bass. On this song. And this song is about triumph. And not triumph the insult comic dog. Don't get excited. Although I freaking wish Pearl Jam. Would make a song. About triumph the insult comic dog. That would be fantastic. But it's not. It's about triumph and defeat. Over an evil government. And the government. Is symbolized by being a powerful. Dangerous river. But in the end. You cross that river, motherfuckers. You cross that damn river. And this song is a perfect ending song to the album. So, I love this album. It's fantastic. I will say, it does take a couple of listens. You gotta be patient, and you gotta come at it with an open mind. And l like I do with all albums, I listen to this album... Uh, on its own. I didn't listen to this album and say, oh, how does this compare to 10? How does this album compare to Versus? This is a new album. Stop comparing albums to other albums. You're not going to enjoy the music. Forget about that. Forget about the history of the band. Forget about, about everything. Just listen to this album as a piece of music. And I really enjoyed this album. And what I love about this album is it has the feel of a complete album. This is something that when music streaming services came along, everyone said it's going to kill the album. Bands are no longer going to put out albums. They're just going to put out like songs. And this album feels very, very cohesive. This is not like, okay, they, they had 12 songs under their belt, so they released 12 songs. No, this is, a, this is a package deal. It's very cohesive and it's very well produced. The sound is very crisp and polished. The order of the songs... Uh, it's fantastic, and a lot of people might say, well, who, who, who gives a shit about the order of the song, Simon Mosca? 
How about you listen to the songs in whatever order you want? You ever heard of Spotify or, or anything like that? Well, 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 first of all, shut your mouth. And don't be rude to me, okay? Second of all, I'm old-fashioned. And I like to listen to an album the way that it's presented to me. And I found that the track order is perfect. I would not change a single thing. There isn't a song on this album that I would take out. That it feels like a filler song. It's not very good. Some songs took multiple listens. Alright, the first time I listened to this album. Quick Escape. Dance of the Clairvoyance. Uh, what else? Uh, Super Blood Wolf Moon. Um, those, those, those three songs really stuck out. And then... And maybe another one that I'm forgetting now. But then you had three or four songs that kind of meshed together. And I couldn't, my mind couldn't grasp which song was which. And then you listen to it again and again. And the more you listen to it, you discover new things. And lo and behold, I love this album. You should definitely check it out. It's free, okay? It's free. The band released these videos for each song. It's like a visualizer. Alright, they set nature footage to the song so you don't have to buy this album if you don't have a streaming service you don't have to pay for anything the songs are all there on youtube for free so why not you're 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 you're, you're quarantined all right you're you're in isolation you have nothing better to do i strongly suggest you listen to these songs you really try to take in everything that's involved musically the instruments, the lyrics, the vocals, everything. The the kimbala, whatever the instrument was. Uh, Eddie Vedder's organ. <laughs> and speaking of quarantine and isolation and all that stuff. Since you do have time on your hands, why not subscribe to my videos? This is a pop culture podcast. I talk about TVs, movies. I, I'm covering the show Survivor. I talk about uh, Big Brother Canada. I do movie reviews, album reviews. I do it all, folks. So why not hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, share, click like, do something. I also have a novel, believe it or not. Uh, it's called Wolfgang. It's a gothic fiction novel. And speaking of music, this story is loosely based upon the music of Ramstein. Now how many, let me ask you this, how many writers in the world have novels that were inspired by German heavy metal music not many folks not many this is very unique and it's available basically everywhere you can buy it on amazon you can buy it at barnes and noble there's a kindle version and the kindle version is is very cheap it's like a little bit more than two bucks so if you have a ebook or whatever it's called you can download it you can buy a paperback copy it's not that expensive it took months and months and months of hard work and sleepless nights for me to write that book. And I'm offering it to you guys for around 9, 10 bucks. It's not a lot. So pick it up. You don't have to like Ramstein, by the way. If you do, I think you'll find it interesting. Uh, but if you don't know Ramstein, if you don't like Ramstein, it doesn't matter. Pick it up and read it. It's, uh, like I said, it's a gothic fiction story about a troubled young boy who lives in Germany, and all kinds of shit happens. I don't want to tell you, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but you won't be able to put it down. It's a real page turner, folks. That's Wolfgang by me, Simon Mosca, available everywhere. Pick it up now. This has been The Box. Thanks for listening. 
And see you next time, jackass. Let's get scratching.